Hello, everyone, and welcome to our midweek episode of The Huddle. Neil and I are going to be recapping every week nine game from this past weekend, and we're going to finish with some fantasy football talk. So, Neil, let's jump right into the results from week nine, or as I like to call it, the week of the bad teams beating the good teams, because it, <laughs> it seemed like not every good team lost, but there were some there were some upsets this weekend. That was That's for sure. Uh, but our Thursday night game, which I'm going to let you start out with, that was not... Uh, that was not an upset. It was not a surprise. The Indianapolis Colts beat the New York Jets 45-30. to 30. What were your thoughts on that game? Yeah, um, yeah. like I said, not a surprise. I think uh, for the Colts, um, you're starting to find your identity now, I think, in a way of, you know, you got some you got some really good young talent that you're developing. And a guy like Jonathan Taylor, who's, who's killing it in every way, shape, and form right now, uh, 172 yards uh, scrimmage. It's just insane. Two touchdowns, uh, only on 19 carries too. So he was very productive when he touched the ball. Uh, for Pittman, uh, you know he continues to excel. Uh, you know he had a touchdown. So um, you know both of them are very young talents that you got to be excited for. Even though you're four and five, and it's probably not going to be a great uh, you know year, is when I say that in, in the aspects of you're not going to win the Super Bowl this year, but. Um, you know, it's it's something that you you're definitely gonna be able to build off of and get excited for uh, in the future. Even Carson Wentz looks strong, so um, you know, I think you are definitely excited for all of that. For the Jets, Mike White, uh, before he got hurt, he was uh, kind of looking still pretty good, uh, but he ended up uh, taking a forearm injury, uh, got knocked out of the game. But man, these Jets backup quarterbacks are pretty good because Josh Johnson, uh, he came in and he, he did pretty well. I mean it. He didn't, he didn't get to pull it out because their defense couldn't stop the Colts, but he came in and, and still put up 30 points. So, um, you know, still a strong outing for Josh Johnson. And um, not sure what the, the outlook of the Jets look like, but, um, you know, maybe, you know, we'll see if Mike White is able to go next week. I don't know the status of anything. And then even some young talent for the Jets itself would be Elijah Moore had a really good game. So um, that's exciting for them. Maybe he can keep developing this year t- uh, for them as well. Yeah, definitely. They'd, even with Josh Johnson playing well, they just couldn't keep up with the Colts. As the Colts had 532 total yards, which was the most since week 13 of 2004. Wow. So the Colts, just the uh, offensive firepower they put up, I mean, they couldn't be stopped. Jonathan Taylor is an absolute stud. Michael Pittman, like you said, taking over. He's their wide receiver number one and looks great. My biggest question mark, can Wentz stay healthy? Can he continue to play at a high level consistently? If he can, I like the Colts. Um, I think they're doing good things. Like I agree with you, Neil, though. I don't think they're going to be going too far if they do make playoffs this year, if they can squeeze in that wild card spot somehow. I don't see them going too far. But you got a good young team. you got some pieces there, and uh, they're promising. And then Jets are, man, they look good, but it's the Jets. I don't Putting up points in garbage time, I guess. Colts couldn't stop them. Maybe it was on their defense. Maybe Josh Johnson is backup quarterbacks coming in. But and the Jets, the Jets, they'll probably continue to lose a, a lot more games this year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next game, which was kind of felt like a win for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the Saints lost to the Falcons 27-25. to 25. Uh, Falcons won this game on a field goal as time expired. Uh, Matt Ryan played a really great game, and I think normally he doesn't play well against the Saints, but he had a rhythm going. He played well. Trevor Simeon didn't 
necessarily play, play an awful game for the Saints. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they decide. Are they going to stick with him next week? Are they going to go Taysom Hill? Are they going to try to mix Hill in a little bit more with that offense? Um, but, but Falcons are looking good. They actually, they're sitting, I believe, at the seventh seed if playoffs were to start today, which is is kind of crazy. But uh big win for the Falcons. Tough loss for the Saints as they could have taken first place over the Bucks with a win this uh, this week. Yeah, tough loss. That was vintage Matt Ryan for sure right there. Uh, if only he played like this like every game, I don't know how good the Falcons would be. But, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, for the Saints, he, he made Tom Brady look very confused at times and, Made a uh, the best quarterback of all time throw two two picks, you know, um, and then you bring Matt Ryan in next week and he works you to death. So, kind of strange for the Saints uh, defensive wise, and uh, you know, unlike the Super Bowl against the the Patriots, the Falcons uh, did blow blow their lead. So that was that was like the Super Bowl. But unlike the Super Bowl, they, the Falcons uh, were able to win this game. So uh, Saints did <laughs> score twenty two points in the fourth quarter. So. Saints made a strong push, and I remember Travis and I were watching it, and we were like, oh, no way. I, mean, I think we even called it. I think it was like six or seven minutes left in the game. We are like, oh, yeah, Falcons win. You know, that's crazy. And the next thing you know, the, the Saints got the lead, and uh, and then Cordell Patterson you know, makes a nice sideline catch for uh, a good chunk of yards to get them down in field goal range. And, uh, big win for Falcons. He keeps them in playoff, like Travis said, playoff hopes. Um, if there are any, and for the Saints, a very, very <laughs> tough loss. And, and uh, as a Bucks fan, I was very happy. I was actually at Chili's, uh, where I'm working, which is near Tampa. And, um, you know, there's a, the waitress, she had a, a Bucks thing. I said, Man, the Bucks bye week is, uh, I said, you know, so not much, not much going on this, this weekend, huh? And she said, No, but the Saints lost. Can you believe that? And she goes, I, and she just kept saying how, how surprised she was. So yeah, a lot of people were surprised by that game, just one of many. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, with the Bucks and a bye, it almost feels like you guys won this week with the Saints losing. And as we're going to look down the list, a lot of top NFC teams that are kind of fighting for that first round bye in that top spot. A lot of losses this week, other than the Cardinals. So the Bucks were looking this last week, and they're pretty happy with the outcome of, of a lot of Absolutely. these games. As in this next one, uh, where uh, the Broncos beat the Cowboys thirty to sixteen. Tell us about that game, Neil. Yeah, there's another shocker um, coming to this game. You know, I thought uh, the Cowboys. Uh, you know, they just beat the uh, Vikings with a backup quarterback, and they come into this game, and, you know, thinking Dak's back, and should be a nice, nice, easy win for them, you know. But uh, the Broncos' defense said otherwise. I mean, my goodness, they came in, and uh, I think from the first drive, Elliott, uh, Ezekiel Elliott got stuffed on a fourth and one, and the defense just didn't let down after that. I mean, you're looking at 30-16. It's closer than, than what it was because they scored those 16 points really in garbage time at the end, and – um, for the Cowboys, and so the Broncos were, were dominant uh, pretty much the entire game, and that uh, was very impressive. And the offense for the the uh, the uh, Broncos was was effective. I mean, Tim Patrick, I mean, he was killing. It. I mean, uh, he seems to be a, a nice target that Teddy likes to throw to. Uh, especially, I think there's a lot of attention thrown around on, especially guys like Jerry Judy and, and, and Sutton. So Tim Patrick kind of just fits us, slips in there and, and makes those plays. And you know, they they got that dynamic. Uh, Pat, uh, rushing between Melvin, Melvin Gordon and Javante, who got over 100 yards. So, overall, a very dominant day by the Broncos, and, and uh, you know, good win for them. They're another five and four, and uh, tough loss for the Cowboys because they, they dropped to the, the four seed technically because 
Bucks get the tiebreaker over them, and so do the Packers. So um, <laughs> tough loss. Yeah, a crazy loss. I think the Broncos at one point were up thirty to zero in this game, mm-hmm. and Cowboys were able to bring it back and make it a two score loss, I guess. But <laughs> I, just a surprise. Dak uh, didn't throw the ball very well, only throwing nineteen completions on thirty nine attempts. Also had an interception. Really rough. Bridgewater played a good game. Broncos, like Neil said, rushed really well. They had 190 yards as a team in the game, so it kind of ran all over the Cowboys a little bit. And now Denver has won seven straight games versus Dallas. So they uh, they have Dallas's number. They know how to beat them, as that's their uh, seventh straight win over them. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this next game, I'm going to let you start this one out again here, Neil, because it's uh, one of your, your favorite teams. Uh, tell us about your Patriots traveling to Carolina and beating the Panthers 24-6. to yeah, it was not overall in a super exciting game. There were certainly some exciting plays like uh, J.C. Jackson's uh, pick six. He, you know, he had another interception. Uh, I don't know if you remember. I think it was two years ago, Sam Darnold played against the Patriots um, in New York. And uh, Sam Darnold threw, I think, four or five interceptions that game. Everybody said, you know, I think after the game, you know, he was like, oh, I was seeing ghosts. <laughs> and that uh, a whole meme came out about Sam Darnold seeing ghosts. Well, I think he was seeing ghosts again because he was just not played, did not play well at all. He had a terrible game through three interceptions, and two of them were just absolutely horrendous throws. So, uh, especially one where they're trying to hook up with DJ Moore in the end zone, he just threw it right to the defender, JC Jackson, for a second pick. So it was just uh, Sam Darnold cost Panthers a game. That's for sure. I mean, McCaffrey's back. He was shut down pretty well, um, you know. Only had 14 attempts. I think he, you could say he was limited a little bit, but he, he certainly was out there. And, uh, you know, I was, I was shocked. You know, he wasn't really involved much. Uh, and then, you know, I, I maybe I'll let Travis hit on somebody on the Patriots that had a good game, a young guy uh, that I know Travis <laughs> is high on. He played well. Um, and uh, But, yeah, Mac Jones, uh, I think he had – I think Stephon Gilmore, former Patriot, picked him off. So, Mac Jones at times – uh, did not look great. Uh, you know, I think one of his worst games of the year, I'd say, um, as he, he threw some, uh, some, some interesting throws, uh, in that game, but, uh, was able, they were able to escape and, you know, he you know, played well enough in a way, in a sense to get them to win. So, yeah, definitely. I think that young guy here is uh, Ramondre Stevenson, right? Yeah, yes, so, sir. <laughs> like 23 years old, had a phenomenal preseason. So the dynasty league that Neil and I, and I grabbed Stevenson and, I've been telling Neil all year, I was like, I'm holding on to him. I, said, I like him. He's going to be – I think he's going to – could be good. And, I mean, had a good game. It was nice. But I think him and both Damian Harris went out with a, a head injury in the fourth quarter. So, I guess we'll uh, – a little fancy talk now. Keep an eye on them because we'll see if they're going to play this week. Brandon Bolden might be <laughs> might be the guy for the Certainly. Patriots. But I thought this game was going to be a little bit closer. Uh, it wasn't. <laughs> like you said, Tim <laughs> Darnold is just so – he's just awful. He really is bad. <laughs> He's not a good quarterback. I don't. I wouldn't see. I think the Panthers need to move on, get someone else. Maybe they'll go for Deshaun Watson in the offseason. I don't know. So I think that would help them. Uh, Stephon Gilmore, though, did get that interception against his former team, though. So I guess the bright spot for the <laughs> for Carolina <and laughs> for them. But uh, New England has now won four of their last five games after starting the season one and three. So they have picked it up and i think they're only like a game back of buffalo right i think they're 
Uh, half a game, yes. Half a game. So I mean, that's 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 pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. There, they're making a push, and I don't see the Patriots winning that division. But you never know. <laughs> Crazier things have happened. <laughs> um, uh, that'd be nice. That would be. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way. Yeah, I don't see it, but you never know. I mean, the the Bills, as we're gonna find out, did lose to the Jags last week. So uh, <laughs> this next game. Oh, what a stink! Another tough loss for my Minnesota Vike Queens. I don't know. There, <laughs> they're so. Another close loss. Uh, their season could look so different right now if they could have won a couple of these close games. But then again, I got to be thankful if they they could be like one and seven right now too. If we would have wouldn't have had that game winning drive against the Lions and would have lost to Carolina in overtime. So I mean, there's I guess there's there's the bright spot. But <laughs> we're just finding ways to lose close games and interception of Lamar Jackson in overtime. All the Vikings yeah. got it now and couldn't take advantage we like to run it on second and 10 and give ourselves long third down conversions and just sometimes a play calling i don't i don't know what the vikes are doing uh ravens though on their end they did have a nice comeback in this game i think they were down 24 to 10 at one point lamar jackson he is he's a great player he really he is phenomenal i'm excited neil myself and uh, another one of uh, our friend uh, benjamin we're going to the thursday night game with a Baltimore visiting the Dolphins in Miami. So looking forward to watching him live. Uh, Baltimore has now won 12 straight games versus NFC opponents. So they play well against them. And now a good win for the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, great win for the Ravens. Uh, like I said, tough off. loss for your Vikings. Um, it's just incredible how many close games they play. <laughs> it, it is just it's crazy. And, um, you know, you guys started the game off hot, really hot with, uh, I think, Jefferson caught that long touchdown. And, um, a kickoff return for a touchdown, so um, you know it was, it was looking promising. But fortunately, your defense just couldn't couldn't hold on. Um, as Lamar Jackson was phenomenal late in that game and was able to uh, get the lead and and uh, you know good job by the Vikings to tie it. But uh, unfortunately, like I said, got the got the big turnover in, in overtime. But just um, yeah, really just a like I said, just an interesting three play sequence there to punt the ball back to them and. You know, at that point, it's it's going to be tough to stop them again, the Ravens. So, um, yeah, tough loss, and uh, you know, Vikings certainly got to move on quick because they got some big games ahead of them. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this next game, the Browns. Oh, the score of that game, I don't think I said. Ravens ended up beating the Vikings thirty-four to thirty-one. So, very close game there. Uh, the next matchup, the Browns beat the Bengals 41-16. to Was Odell Beckham the problem in Cleveland? Um, <laughs> uh, probably not. I don't think that was the issue. But, man, the Browns really did put it to the Bengals in this one. Uh, Bengals kind of seem like they're starting to slow down a little bit after a hot start. They're now in last place in the tight AFC North battle. Uh, Baker Mayfield has the second most quarterback wins in the first four seasons in Browns history with 27. So I don't, it's the Browns. I mean, any quarterback that is decent probably <laughs> is going to hold, hold a decent stat like that. But uh, Browns ran the ball well. Good to see Nick Chubb back for them. And yeah, they just they put it to the Bengals. I don't, I don't know. It's uh, one of those games where they just had the Bengals number. Yeah. Yeah. Bengals lose to Jets last week and, and lose a tough divisional game this week. So, um, definitely some some tough losses and, and especially in a, like you said tight uh, divisional uh, division right now. So um, every game is very important. Um, and Joe Burrow, he you know he struggled three interceptions. I think 
his first drive, they get close to the red zone. He threw a pick six. Like, there's a 99, 100-yard pick interception return for a touchdown. And, you know, it's tough. And, and honestly, just nothing much happened after that for the uh, Bengals offense. You know, for the Browns, yeah. No Odell, no problem, apparently, because, you know, <laughs> Mayfield was clicking. Nick Chubb, man, was he, he was, you know, he was cooking too. I mean, my goodness. Um, 137 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, you know, uh, so very, very, very good day for the Browns. A good, good win, as you know. I think there's a lot of stuff going around the Browns uh, organization, you know, especially since Odell left. You know, probably a lot of fans like, oh, you know, here we go. But, um, you know, here we go. Maybe you get a guy, maybe he was a problem in the locker room. I don't know, but he, he's out. And, you know, they were clicking, putting up 41 points and, and a big win for them. So, yeah, absolutely. Neil, I'm going to let you uh, start out with this next game. Yeah, I uh, sometimes I, I I find it funny to go on Instagram and look at uh, you know all these fan accounts for Bills, and so I was like, I wonder what the Bills fan accounts are, are feeling, you know, and fans are feeling, and yeah, they, it was it was it was interesting. Uh, you know, they were they were not too happy about losing to the uh, the uh, one and six Jags at the time uh, going into that game when the Bills are certainly Super Bowl contenders uh, going into that game, so. Uh, yeah, it was just it was Josh on it was Josh Allen on Josh Allen crime and uh, you know Josh Allen uh, there's two <laughs> Josh Allen so you got Josh Allen who's a linebacker uh, for the Jaguars you got Josh Allen who's the quarterback uh, for the Bills I think one Josh Allen is more uh, popular than the other one but it was the other Josh Allen for the Jaguars that uh, really uh, stepped up his game and. Uh, Scott Hans, I know Travis, you probably want to mention this, but if you don't mind, I'll just say I'll it, go for uh, it. <laughs> that he was the, uh, it was the first time that a player's first and last name were the same, that he got a sack, a fumble and an interception. I think all he had to do was just get the sack for the yeah. first time. <laughs> but then he said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just going to do the trifecta. I'm going to get the fumble and the interception. And man, he did. And he was phenomenal. The Jags defense was phenomenal. They got to Josh Allen so many times. They were causing a lot of uh, havoc back there for him. And, and Josh Allen made some questionable plays. I think a couple of the interceptions, you know, he's falling to the ground trying to throw the ball. And it seems like him and Mahomes this year, you know, they've been doing that. And it's just like, you know, you guys are good, but you're not that good sometimes. You know, it's not going to work out every time. So um, it's just careless with the ball for the Bills, and it cost them. And then for the Jags, they got no offense. They just, they, you know, they cooked three, you know, two, uh, an extra field goal more than the Bills to win that game. Uh, so, you know, Trevor Lawrence and that offense continues to struggle. It's going to. Uh, but the defense won the game for them this time, and it, it was impressive. So, Yeah, definitely. This is probably the upset of the year uh, in this <laughs> one. I don't know how the Jaguars held the Bills to six points on, on two field goals. It was a fluke game, I think, nine times <laughs> out of ten. Maybe ten out of ten. I know the Bills are going to beat the Jags. Uh, Jaguars are going to continue to lose this year. The Bills have much better games ahead of them, but wow, this was this was a shocker and just another uh, game to add to the crazy week with uh, some teams losing to other teams that you didn't think were going to lose and certainly. Uh, it was yeah, crazy crazy game. This next game though, how exciting. My my I don't know why I always want to go Minnesota Dolphins. I do that almost every week. My, the Miami Dolphins finally got their second win of the year, defeating the other one win team in the Houston Texans. 17 to 9. They snapped their seven game losing streak and 
make Houston go to an eight-game losing streak, which is actually Houston's longest single-season streak since 2013. So they're they're struggling, not looking great. I thought with Tyrod back, it would be better for them, but he was intercepted three times. He couldn't really get anything going. I'd probably say the Dolphins' defense was the reason they won this game with turning him over that much. The Dolphins had five turnovers themselves Texans had four so really not a good offensive game for either team but the Dolphins were able to come out on top of this one 17 to 9 and hopefully Tua especially will be at the game hopefully Tua's back on Thursday night against Baltimore yeah kind of a uh, probably a surprise start there for Jacoby Uh, thankfully you know for the Dolphins he has played some games already this year so it probably wasn't too much of a uh you know, crazy change, last minute change for them. But uh, he he came in and you know they did enough to win. Uh, you know, and uh, Miles Gaskin. I mean, there's just so many turnovers. Gaskin fumbled. Brissett threw a couple of interceptions. Tyrod Taylor just oh man, just <laughs> bad game. The, the Texans are bad. You know, you thought Tyrod Taylor maybe would bring some you know offensive you know power maybe a little bit to this offense, but no. It's, it's bad for the Texans. They're a bad team. Everything's bad about them. And the Dolphins are just a little bit better of a bad team, I guess. <laughs> and uh, and so they were pulled out. Mike Kosicki with some phenomenal one-handed catches. Uh, those were fun to watch. But nine turnovers in this game. Yeah. You know, it's just not 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 good for either team. But, you know, congrats to the Dolphins. You know? yeah. yeah. Thanks, Neil. Thanks. No <laughs> you, you know it will continue. You know you're going to be able to cheer on Baltimore this week and uh, have them crush the Dolphins. So. Yeah, I, I will be up and pretty happy. <laughs> uh, uh, this next game, uh, the Raiders. We both had the Raiders going. I guess we probably should have picked the Giants because <laughs> the Giants did beat the Raiders 23-16. to 16. What were your thoughts on that game? Yeah, for me, it just comes down to this one stat, in my opinion, and that's that the Raiders were – one out of six. So they had six. They were in the red zone six times in this game, and got one. I only got one touchdown out of that. So um, when you look at that, yeah, you, you know you're going to get field goals probably most of those times. Although I think you know Carlson just jipped a really close field goal. Uh, but um, yeah, you got to you, you're not going to you're not going to win games just kicking field goals. I guess unless you're the Jags. But um, <laughs> but the, you know the Raiders defense was not holding the the Giants, so you, you weren't going to win off of field goals. And, and like I said, you know you, you're in the red zone six times, you, you got to get like at least half, three, four, five times in the end zone there. Uh, and they weren't. They only were able to get in the end zone one time. So you know, to me, that's what it comes down to. I, I you know, and, and then you know they had the chance to win it at the end of the game. Uh, you know, Giants make a. Uh, uh, you know, create that turnover to win the game, and and good, you know, good one for the Giants. Um, you know, they've been in some close games, and we're able to pull this one out. Not much of, you know, Giants aren't going anywhere, uh, but tough loss for the for the Raiders, who are, uh, you know, going to have to probably compete for that division with a, a good two good teams like the uh, Chiefs and Chargers, who are, you know, especially Chiefs climbing back up in that division. So uh, that's a tough one to lose if you're the, the Raiders. So yeah, I don't have much to add. Uh, with that, Derek Carr didn't two interceptions didn't necessarily take care of the football super well. And man, that's a crazy stat you shared, Neil. You, you got to finish yeah. in the red zone, got to put points on the board, and got to score touchdowns. That's if you can score touchdowns, that's that's a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. The Giants able to pull a nice victory. 
I don't I don't like either of these teams that much. I go back and forth in the Raiders. I'm like, you guys are good. Oh, you guys are bad. Oh, you guys are – oh, you lost the Giants. Oh, you beat Baltimore. It's like what kind of team are we going to get? I feel like they're very inconsistent week to week. It's hard to kind of pick them against other teams. Like what kind of Raiders team are we going to get? And I guess the Giants are middle of the road too. I don't love either team. Neither of these teams is going to win the Super Bowl this year. But we'll have to see how they continue to play to to close out the year. And for the Giants, I believe they're on a bye this week, and they'll get Saquon back, which will help that offense a little bit as well. But, yeah, big win for the Giants, tough loss for the Raiders. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Next game, we had the Chargers just pull out a victory over the struggling Eagles team, 27-24. to Uh, Justin Herbert played a great game for the Chargers, threw for 356 yards, two touchdowns. He also rushed for a touchdown. Jalen Hurts didn't throw the ball a ton, but he did have a good game through the air statistically, not bad. Eagles game plan, they figured out we got to run the ball. We got to run the ball. We got to run the ball. Uh, And they they did that very well as they had 176 rushing yards as a team. It just came down to the last second field goal of Hopkins to help the Chargers pull this one out. But uh, great game. Both teams played pretty well, but Chargers were able to to come out on top with that last possession and uh, field goal. Yeah, yeah, I got you know Herbert. Yeah, he outdueled Jalen Hurts to win that game and uh, very close for sure. Um, Herbert, like you said, Herbert was phenomenal. Even Jalen Hurts played well, like you said. And uh, I just think that the for the Chargers, you win this, but. Um, your run defense is killing you, and um, yep. you, know, you got to start stopping the run to be more successful if you're the Chargers. And um, but yeah, a good win for the Chargers. You know, um, tough loss last week against Patriots. Uh, barely beat a bad team, so I think mean, there's still some concern there. I think you, you got to start, you know, beating these teams uh, more. But um, yeah, a good win, and and uh, yeah, I think they got some division games coming up, so they're gonna. Chargers can win those, you know, maybe they can pull out the division. So, yeah, definitely got to got to keep winning if you're the Chargers. Uh, this next game, the Packers lost to the Chiefs, thirteen to seven. And Neil, I'll let you start this one up. But if Aaron Rodgers starts for the Packers, is this a different outcome? Oh, 100 percent, yeah, <laughs> it's not even close. The uh, the Packers defense was was uh, was pretty impressive, you know, with with how they they you know they shut down the Chiefs' offense to 13 points, uh, you know, held them scoreless in the second half. So, um, you know, the the Packers defense definitely did their part, but uh, yeah, no Aaron Rodgers, and man, did the offense really struggle. Um, you know, it was uh, Jordan Love was you know there was a little bit of high, you know, sometimes, but a lot of low to me in this game. And you know, I think he was very overwhelmed and, and just kind of just didn't live up to the you know it's a tough environment to play in first of all it was in Kansas City and you know, I think there might have been a lot of pressure on the young kid and it was tough you know seven points did did throw a touchdown to Lazard uh, who, who got in it certainly made it interesting at the end but Mahomes made a nice little like jump pass at the end to Tyreek to, to close the game out for them which was which was big but and I think uh, just some other things they got to point out too that that cost the Packers was 17 pressures on Jordan Love. So, you know, you're a young kid coming in and, you know, you're getting pressured 17 times in a game. That's that's not going to make it much easier for you either. Uh, and then plus Mason Crosby missed two field goals and a muffed punt uh, where a guy, uh, the ball, I think a guy fell down and it hit the, the top of his toe and Chiefs ended up getting the ball right there and were able to score out of it. So, you know, just some costly stuff on special teams. Jordan Love, you know, 
not a great game and uh it, it was tough so credit to the Chiefs defense you know and I, I still give credit to the Packers defense they held in there too and, uh but yeah Packers should have won that if Rodgers was in there and yeah, I, I still think you're a little concerned if you're a Chiefs fan. So, <laughs> I think you're very concerned if you're a Chiefs fan. And for Packers fans, not a lot of love for their team this week after Oof. that loss. Yeah, yeah, no. There it is. And here's another one for I, I. I do love to see the Packers play without Aaron Rodgers. Oh, um, okay. All yeah, right. that's, what, that's what I got for you here. But there you go. I, it was so nice to see a different quarterback coming for the Packers and just not look good. I mean, yeah, their defense looked good, but – Oh, their offense struggled. Jordan Love so far is not the answer. I mean, his first start though, you, you never know. It's you could turn it around. I don't know if Rodgers was great in his first start either. Who knows? Um, but man, the Chiefs are—I don't know about them. They're—I think they're going to lose to good teams because their defense is bad and their their offense isn't great. But it's got to start clicking at some point. They're too good of an offense. They have too much talent there to. <laughs> it's tough. We'll, we'll continue to see that, but the Chiefs do play well against NFC teams this year as they're 4-0 against them, but are 1-4 against AFC teams. Um, and then for the Packers, yeah, they need sure. Rodgers back. They should be fine when Rodgers comes back, which will probably be this week against the Seahawks. But, yeah, yeah it's worrisome for both teams in, in a sense. But yeah. good let, me just, let me just add one thing here. I just want to make a quick statement. I just think that – you know, the the uh, Packers are, are not going to win a lot of games with Jordan Love unless something drastically changes. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And I, I hope that Jordan Love is their quarterback and they struggle for many years to come. <laughs> uh, this next game, the Cardinals beat the 49ers 31-17. to And even without Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins and I think A.J. Green, Cardinals played well. Colt McCoy had a very nice game. Cardinals were able to run the ball successfully. They had 163 yards on the ground. Uh, for the 49ers, Garoppolo had a nice game through the air, but the 49ers, they did not run the ball well. They only ran for 39 yards. Uh, it was nice to see George Kittle back, which we'll touch on later, I'm sure, for the tight end section of our fantasy talk. And Arizona has now uh, have they have 30-plus points in each of their – uh, five road games this year so they play well on the road and apparently without kyler they, they still can put up some points so uh big win for the cardinals not 49ers continue to lose and yeah cardinals sit uh, first place in the nfc now as the only one lost team yeah nice win big win for the cardinals uh, i think as a niners fan going into the game into that game you know you're thinking you're got a home game uh and then you see kyler deandre AJ Green, some big names out, and you're thinking, like, okay, this, okay, now, now this is, you know, this would be a great win for us. So, uh, but it, it didn't work out, and Colt McCoy did exactly what he needed to do as a backup, and, and was to get the win, and and, and still played pretty well. Uh, but they, yeah, they were they were relying on the uh, run running attack, like you said, very successful were the Cardinals with that. Um, and then for the the Niners, um, just yeah, just couldn't really get anything going all game, and. It's a tough loss. I think Niners are done this year. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough, <laughs> tough way to battle back this year for them. So, uh, yeah, is it is it Trey Lance time yet? Yeah, I'm not sure, but it might be. Yeah, there. yeah, it it may be. It may be. We might talk about that more on Saturday <laughs> too. About should Trey Lance start? Is it time? Should they give up or should they still fight for that wild card spot? So it's yeah, decisions to be made for the 49ers. That's for sure. Yep. Yeah. 
Uh, going to our Sunday night game, not a super th- – it was exciting. Not a close game necessarily, but the Titans beat the Rams 28-16. to 16. What were your thoughts on that game, Neil? Yeah, very very shocking. I mean, I was watching the first half at my house, and you know, I was very, very impressed with how, um, you know, the Titan defense was playing, you know, and then just kind of some questionable throws and plays by Matthew Stafford. And say, so, yeah, am I watching – the right game like is this you know like, it was very you know and jeffrey simmons you know big shout out to him big you know defensive tackle for the titans you know he came in there he was causing havoc uh you know matthew stafford and you know he's blowing his way back there to him kevin byard with a huge uh, pick six uh for the titans and uh defense uh certainly played well you know they it was getting close there at the end but uh, ultimately the titans um you know did enough to win you know didn't seem like too much pressure for Ryan Tannehill as he thought maybe now it's all on him without, without Derrick Henry. And, um, you know, he, he played well and they didn't have to rely on him too much as, um, you know, they, they kind of shared the ball a lot between three guys, Foreman, Deontay Foreman, Peterson, who did get in the end zone. Congrats to him. Another team he got in the end zone for and, and <laughs> Jeremy McNichols. Um, but yeah, nothing too crazy offensively for the Titans, but, uh, that, you know, they pulled it out. Great, great win for them. And both teams were seven and two and, um, for the Rams, you know, they might be the best wild card team in the league right now, but that's tough when you're in a really good division. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Titans defense, I won them that game. I'm for Ed, confidently <laughs> say they had five sacks, two interceptions, a touchdown. I mean, just the Rams weren't able to overcome their early deficit. Uh, that, that Titans defense just they stepped up in a big way with Derrick Henry out and showed that hey, we're we're gonna help we're gonna help uh, that the offense kind of offset the big loss that they got with Henry uh, getting kicked uh, off that team, well, at least for six to ten weeks. We'll see if he can kind of come back for the playoffs. But very nice win on the road for Tennessee in this one. And Adrian Peterson scored his 125th career touchdown. So that's nice. exciting. I like to see Peterson, a big played for the Vikings. I mean, always good to see him do, do well and succeed. So I wish him <laughs> the best. And I'm guessing the Titans have better games ahead of them. Uh, they didn't run the ball necessarily well. Rams tough. I mean, they're good defense. I think they play the Saints this week. The Titans do, so it may not be a ton better, but not better it is ahead for Adrian Peterson, that Tennessee running offense. Moving to our Monday night game, this was an exciting Monday night game. It finished. It finished well. The Steelers ended up pulling this one out, twenty-nine to twenty-seven over the Bears. Going into the fourth quarter, you'd have thought, ah, Bears. They're definitely out of the game. They're going to lose. They're down 20 to six, but they were able to put together a very nice quarter, make this a very close game. They actually took a 27 to 26 lead with a minute 46 remaining in the game, but the Steelers were able to drive down the game winning field goal with 26 seconds left to win it. If you're a Bears fan or rooting for the Bears in this one, you're probably blaming the reps uh, for some bad calls, maybe not calls against you. There was a taunting call. I was iffy and maybe a passenger for uh, roughing the passer that wasn't called against fields. And so maybe not the greatestly refs, greatestly, I don't think that's a word, like the greatest, <laughs> the refs, uh, you might be able to argue that point. You probably have a, a case, but you got to be happy with Fields, as we'll probably touch on in a bit. Finally had a decent game, good little comeback there in the fourth quarter. Um, and Najee Harris, the other rookie on the other side, first Pittsburgh rookie running back with one-plus touchdown in five straight games since 1972. And he continues to have a uh, pretty good rookie campaign. Not great, but uh, not bad. Not bad at all for him. 
Yeah, not bad at all. Uh, I mean, I think I think uh, here, you know, you it, it was uh, the tight ends for me. You know, I think uh, Pat Fryermuth, you know, he came in for the Steelers, caught two touchdowns. He looked nice. And then Cole Komet was their leading guy on the other end. And, you know, he was very uh, impressive. Uh, and so I think, you know, both tight ends uh, showed up to play. But, yeah, I think I'm going to hit on the penalty a little bit. If you didn't, if you didn't <laughs> see it, Cassius Marsh, uh, Sack Ben Roethlisberger. And on a third and eight, which uh, would have made the Steelers punt the ball when the Steelers were down. And, and uh, it, was a, it was a big play. And uh, if you didn't see it, Cassius Marsh was a defensive end for the Bears. He tackled or sacked Ben and got up and did like a little leg kick, which was fine. I don't think that was the call, but you know, a lot of people were complaining about it. But if you look at it, he celebrated with his teammates for quite a bit. And then, you know, my question is for Cassius is this why are you walking like 10 yards to the Steelers bench? Like, why aren't you running the other way? You know, he starts walking toward the bench, and you know, he's not, it doesn't look like the punter's running out. I don't think he's staring at the punter, he's staring at the sidelines. Everyone knows that, but why, you know, it's like, 10, 15 seconds after the play, why are you just, you know, staring at the sidelines? And, you know, it's tough. In that situation, I don't think you should call it. But, you know, what is Cat, you know, they keep saying, don't make the rest in that situation. And then afterwards, Cassius Marsh is running, finally running back to the sidelines. And the ref does give him a little, a little love tap on the way back, which is, was is certainly, I think, something that NFL needs to look into on that aspect of things. But, if the ref, like he said, is calling it because of him walking to the sidelines, I could see it both ways. As a Bears fan, I could certainly see how it's, you know, in a close game like that, do you just let it go? I certainly could yeah. see that. But at the same time, <laughs> if you're Cassius Marsh, you know, don't put yourself in that situation is what I would tell him. But it's a tough call in that situation for sure. And, um, so, yeah, that, that's just my two, two, two cents on that, on that play. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a tough call. I mean, let him play some football. I don't. Yeah. Again, I don't know what he said. Don't know what was going on. Maybe he said something that deserves it. But sometimes I'm like, it's football. Let them. If they're not hurt anyone, let them. They're emotional. It's a tight game. Mm-hmm. Let them play a little bit. I don't know. That's just me. But I'm with. Just, oh, I'm with you. So yeah, tough for the Bears, but. Ah, that, well, that wraps up all the Week Nine games. Neil, I think we're like halfway through the season. Can you believe that? Uh yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's flying by, and I think I was just telling Travis I got season tickets to the box. Everyone knows, and I only got like four, I only got four games left, and it's like my goodness, where is that gone? You know, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's take a look at some fantasy football now. Let's start off with how our teams did. Neil, how'd your teams do this week? Um, I split one and one. Uh, I would say I. I lost in the league that I, I, I usually do like to win in. and uh, Travis knows I, how, how bad of a week I had. But uh, let me just tell you, I mean, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, the dynamic duo was not dynamic at all. Against the Jags, like we mentioned earlier, it was a very tough loss. and Six points, so you can only imagine that they didn't do much, uh, if all anything. So I <laughs> uh, didn't think that they were going to be the, the problem this week, but they, they certainly were. Elliot. You know, the Dallas game, you saw how bad they struggled against Denver. He struggled in fantasy. Damon Harris, if he didn't get in the end zone, he would have had a really bad day for me. Uh, (laughs) Mike Williams, bad day. Dalton Schultz, bad day. Hunter Renfro was really the only guy that played well for me. And and unfortunately, I was going up against uh, some good, you know, Kirk Cousins, Keenan Allen, Jefferson, 
you know, Gordon, Javante, they all, you know, like I said, like I said earlier, Brontos rushed well. So he had, he had a nice day. He beat me pretty well. And that was a tough loss, fall to five and four, like a lot of teams in that league. <laughs> but uh, by the league, I, I did very well. Um, yeah. In that okay. league, I had Jonathan Taylor. He crushed. Nick Chubb crushed. Uh, Jefferson, uh, Travis Kelsey uh, had a Herbert going. So a very, very successful day in that league. Um, I was the high scorer. So. Um, you know, I'm happy there and, and, um, you know, yeah, I think I lost either two or three straight in that league. So it was, it was good to get another, a good win there. So, uh, what about you, Travis? Uh, it was a good week. I won in four out of five leagues, nice. which always a good, always a good week when you can win, win a majority. Sadly, the league I lost and, uh, another league I do care about, uh, one of the leagues I, I wish I could win in and I put up the second lowest score of the entire year in that league mm. I, I had a really bad week i was actually the the guy with the very very lowest score was the lowest score of the year and we put up the bottom two it was <laughs> it was a bad week i chased edmonds dj moore amari cooper mark andrews joe burrow uh, just guys that put up duds i mean kamara <laughs> did something elijah mitchell helped out a little bit and Tyler Bass got me like seven or six or seven or something. <laughs> uh, thankfully, I get Tom Brady and DeAndre Swift back this week because they were on bye last week. So that will definitely help out. But lost Chase Edmonds for a bit. It's kind of a bummer. I really hope DJ Moore starts doing something because he has not been very good for me in that league. And I really like DJ Moore and I was high on him and mm-hmm. he's kind of disappointing me. So I should bounce back. I got a, a chance. It should be better. But hey, I'll take four to five leagues. Um, Certainly. In the league I'm in with Neil, I put up a, a good amount of points. Had had some solid performances with like Jonathan Taylor, Marquise Brown, and Kamara and Lamar Jackson. So and a couple others. So that was a good week. But I'll take four out of five. I will. I will take that. So yeah, that's a good week. Uh, we'll jump right into our good and bad for quarterbacks this week. Neil, what were your takeaways on quarterbacks? Yeah, some of my goods. I mean, Lamar Jackson was phenomenal. Uh, he just, I mean. Yeah, PPR league. I mean, his rushing ability along with his passing ability. When those passing abilities on, you know he's gonna have that rushing. So it's just Travis will say, just it starts adding up like crazy, and it it did this week. Uh, you know, Justin Herbert uh, was phenomenal. Uh, you know, Kirk Cousins he had a nice game, even though they lost. I thought he played well. Uh, some bads for me um, were is gonna be Joe Burrow. You know, he he came in through three interceptions. He he played bad. I know Benny. Uh, our, our good friend Benny, especially Benjamin or Travis's friend Benny, but uh, he he was forced his hand was forced to start Joe Burrow, a guy I traded, and uh, he didn't do well. But guess what? Benjamin could laugh right in front of my face because he traded me Travis or Josh Allen, who was also on my bad this week, as he did not play well uh, either. I, I want to say Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs win, but Patrick Mahomes, man, was is he you know probably he was definitely rated the number one quarterback this year and hasn't been living up to it. Uh, honestly, so um, I think Dak Prescott escapes the bad list because he got two garbage time touchdowns, or else he would have been uh, on my bad list. Um, you know, if you started Jordan Love, you were extremely disappointed. Um, that's for sure. <laughs> but um, you know, I think you know Daniel Jones was not impressive, but it, it's tough. I mean, Justin Fields, we got to give credit to him. Uh, he he was impressive, uh, and then Matt Ryan. Uh, my goodness, uh, did I struck the wrong quarterback this week? Because Matt Ryan was <laughs> phenomenal uh, this week, like we said earlier in our podcast. So, uh, you know, good things for them. I think uh, anything for the outlook, honestly, I, I think you, you still monitor the Saints situation. 
Taysom Hill, I don't know. I picked him up just for a little bit of depth, but you know, is Trevor Simeon? I, I, I hate to say it, they keep losing. I don't think Trevor Simeon's going to stay there, but um, when Taysom Hill's in there, you know, how much production will you get from him? That's you know, that's kind of unsure. The Jets quarterback situation. I don't think you pick up anybody on the Jets quarterback. No <laughs> who's starting? Uh, and then I, I think something I'll mention is like Travis and Benjamin. They were talking about it. And I think it's. It's something that you could certainly look into if you got a, you know, if you're trying to get a young quarterback on your team, dynasty wise. Let's say you got Tom Brady and you know, I don't know, and Aaron Rodgers. Two guys are getting older, right? And you're like, I need a young quarterback. Trevor Lawrence is now the time to go get him. Yeah, you know, and I thought that was very interesting that you know you guys were looking at him, and I thought, yeah, that's that's a good point. You know, he's not <laughs> playing well right now, and maybe a guy who's just like, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't want him. He, just, he sucks, you know, and trades him away, and you just stash him, you know, until the Jacks get a good team or something like that, you know. So that's something to certainly to to look into. So yeah, yeah, I always gotta be trying to build that dynasty team and uh, get those trades happening. Always gotta get those <laughs> trades going, but that's surprising. Benny was thinking the same thing I was thinking. And it's a weird week for quarterbacks. Yeah, Matt Ryan, Josh Johnson, Carson Wentz, Teddy Bridgewater, Jimmy Garoppolo, Justin Fields, all were in the top 10, most likely with your, I don't know how your scoring is, but top 10 in scoring this week, which kind of strange. And Matt Ryan, I guess, can get in there. But it was like, wow, some some guys kind of jumped up there <laughs> that aren't usually there. Uh, I got a hit on Justin Fields, 291 passing yards. That's promising with his running ability it's good to see i might even go for him in my dynasty league see what i can get for him but and then yeah justin herbert lamar cousins eh, cousins had an okay day and but the bad patrick mahomes i don't know about him three weeks in a row now not great don't think he'll stay like that though he's too talented and has too much talent around him and yeah neil pretty much on everything i mean Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Derek Carr, Tannehill, Stafford, some of those guys that are usually better just uh, didn't play didn't play great, but you're going to continue to start your studs and the guys that you know have been putting up points for you this year. But not not great weeks, and I'm sure some of you in fantasy also lost because of guys <laughs> like Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. And <laughs> oh, so Absolutely. That's tough. That's tough. Uh, moving on to running backs. My good, I guess, go running backs or receiver, Cordero Patterson or Cordero Patterson. Boy, has he been pretty good. Mm-hmm. And he puts Mike Davis right to the bad list. Uh, yes. <laughs> Mike Davis is almost – I'm keeping him on a couple rosters because he's still a running back. They're still giving him carry. Like he pretty much splits carries with Cordero. So he still has value, touchdown upside. But Cordell's been great. James Conner's going to be huge with no Edmonds. Edmonds will probably be out for about three to four weeks with a high ankle sprain. So James Conner steps in and should be big. I don't know how much Eno Benjamin's going to be. He'll probably still spell Conner, but I bet James Conner's going to be pretty good. Moving forward, monster performance, 96 rush yards, two touchdowns, added five catches for 77 yards and another touchdown. So just a massive day for James Conner. Uh, <laughs> guys that should be good and are good. Nick Chubb, man, great game. Jonathan Taylor looks great. Uh, Joe Mixon played very well. McCaffrey came back, and, I mean, I think he finished his running back eh, 14 or 15 in normal PPR leagues, and I don't even think he got a full workload and still <laughs> finished above <laughs> a lot of other running backs that probably did. And so he'll be right up there as uh, that running back one the more he gets healthy and the, the more he gets involved, just got to stay healthy. That's the question mark with him. It seems like whenever he gets healthy, he plays a game and then he's out for another few weeks. So 
We'll, we'll see if he can stay healthy this time. Ezekiel Elliott got hurt. Um, I think hopefully he'll be back. Didn't have a great game. Eckler didn't have a great game. Damian Harris got hurt. Keep an eye on that. Kind of, I think Neil was saying touchdown saved him <laughs> with, <laughs> with Harris. Daryl Henderson didn't have a great game. I do want to touch on the Tennessee running backs. Jeremy McNichols, Adrian Peterson. I think even Deontay Foreman got involved. None of them did great. They were all kind of splitting carries. I think some people started McNichols, and the game script did not help McNichols as Tennessee was playing in front of the Rams the whole night, so they didn't really need to throw to McNichols a lot. If I had to pick one running back, uh, Neil, who I have my guy. Who, if you had to pick one running back from the Tennessee backfield, who would it be for the rest of the year? Well, yeah, P- I mean, probably Peterson. Even PPR league, still Peterson. PPR league, I don't. I mean, PPR probably, league probably not. I'd say McNichols, but just because he he kind of he's I feel like he's he's gonna get those catches. But I don't know. I, I like Peter. I mean, Peterson when they're at the goal line, they're gonna hand it Peterson. I think he's gonna be such touchdown dependent though. Yep, I tough. I agree. I, I think I think I think I take Peterson out of that backfield. Yeah. But it's gonna. I don't know about any of them. And, Aaron Jones. Definitely not, not Foreman. I don't like Dante. Yeah, Foreman. No, not, not Foreman. No, definitely. definitely <laughs> uh, Zach Moss left a game with a concussion, so keep an eye on that. Singletary might be the, the winner if Moss does, is out for any period of time taking over that role in Buffalo. So uh, just a few bad performances there. We could spend a whole two, three episodes just talking about fantasy stuff so kind of got to pick and choose what we talk about every week but those are some of my my highlights some injuries that popped up and um, yeah yeah and um, R- Ramondre Stevenson that's good I, nice. I like to see him do well <laughs> keep an eye on him if you're in a dynasty league go pick him up I'm, I'm high on him I we'll see what happens but. <laughs> yeah I mean you you hit I mean almost every, every player I was thinking about so um the only I don't know if you hit Michael Carter um uh, but nope. you know he had a bet you know he, he's been playing well he he you know, he, I'd say he struggled against, you know, nine points. So, uh, you know, I think that uh, there, I think Chase Edmonds, I think, you know, you mentioned it earlier, Chase Edmonds is going to be out. So I think James Conner is, you know, if you got James Conner, or James Conner, uh, it's great because he's going to get definitely the workload there. Uh, you know, does Ronaldo, I know we're going to get receivers. I'm just going to say uh, Rondell Moore, you know, I know they kind of use him as that kind of, mm-hmm. You know, versatile running back, receiver kind of guy. You know, maybe he'll get some more carries or some weird. I don't know, kind of like a Cordell Patterson kind of thing. So we'll yep. we'll see about that. But something to look at. I know we kind of skipping a receiver there, but something to look at there. And uh, Miles Gaskin for the, the Dolphins. I mean, it's all about touchdown dependent there too. You know, I just it, it's a oh, bad, yeah. terrible Houston Texans defense. You know, he. Gets in, but you know if you're playing up against any decent defense, I think Miles Gaskin is just not, not good. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, I mean t- Taylor Chubb, Cook, uh, Mixon, those guys phenomenal. And um, you know, he said Henderson. You know, he had a bad week. Aaron Jones. You know, you know, I thought you know he. I even told Travis yeah. like Aaron Jones, but they're going to have a big game because, you know, mm-hmm. I think they're going to hand the ball off a lot. But, you know, Chiefs held them in check. And uh, A.J. Dillon, you know, they, they split a lot of carries there, which is certainly can be concerning uh, for an Aaron Jones owner. As A.J. Dillon certainly does get his carries uh, in, in Green Bay. So, uh, yeah, not much to add, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on to receivers, there 
there aren't any crazy wide receiver performances this week. A lot of wide receivers scored between like 10 and 21 points, which I mean, 20 points is good. Uh, going to the good, Robert Woods had another nice game. Is he going to stay consistent? Uh, Elijah Moore, great game for the Jets. Is he going to continue with Corey Davis returning? Probably not going to do that every week. Uh, Zacchaeus for the Falcons had a good game with two touchdowns, but there's no way no. he uh, is going to keep putting up those kind of numbers. <laughs> Uh, Hunter Renfro uh, looked good, and he's pretty consistent. He gets his targets from Derek Carr, and he's got a high floor in PPR leagues, uh, which is nice if you need a reliable guy just to get you 8 to 12 points um, in a week. I don't think he has a ton of ton of upside necessarily, not a big kind of threat guy, but a consistent high floor, which is always good for fantasy football. Mm-hmm. The bad, a lot of bad this week from some studs that have been great this year. Debo Samuel, that down week. Devontae Adams without Aaron Rodgers is not the same Devontae Adams. <laughs> A.J. Brown didn't have a great week, but his targets were there. He should be fine, should continue to see a lot of targets and uh, a lot of workload without Derrick Henry. Jamar Chase down week. Adam Thielen, he saved owners with a late <laughs> touchdown, but other than that was really bad. Mike Williams down week, DJ Moore tough week, Tyreek Hill, eh. Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Cortland Sutton, which I mean Sutton has been a little bit better, but so mm-hmm. some of these guys, most of those guys, I mean you're plugging them back into your lineups this week because they're your guys and they're your studs, but yeah, some tough weeks for some of those receivers. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you hit hit around the dot. I think my first thought came to mind was Cowboys receivers. I mean, what a yeah. what a dot if you had a Cowboy unless you're Turner, which I doubt anybody started uh, that Turner guy. So yeah, uh, if you had Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Cedric Wilson, you know, it's it was certainly a bad 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 day for you. Um, they said Adam Thielen. My goodness, what a save! I think he. I don't know. That was that his only catch. Might have had one more. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, it was certainly yeah. just. Uh, a bad week uh, for him, and uh, you know Jefferson. I think he only had two or three catches, so that even that long touchdown saved Jefferson in a way too. And uh, although that was, you know, he saw a, a nice day for sure. And <laughs> trust me, I went against him. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Tim Patrick is a guy that I look at. You know, he he played well. To, you know, back to back weeks, so he you know he he put up good numbers, and it's tough. I, I don't like him, and I say that I like him, but I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like. Jerry, Judy, and Cortland Sutton are definitely the, the number one, number two, and Tim Patrick's the number three. And, you know, if they're doubling Judy or doubling Sutton and, and Tim Patrick's is just open, I, I guess they're going to throw him the ball. But it, it's tough because he isn't really the third option, you know. And if you count Noah Font in there, you know, then he might be the fourth option. So it, it, it's tough, you know. But he, he put up consistent numbers the last two weeks. So, you know, I think that's something, I don't know. If you're stashing them, you're you're happy. And Michael Pittman, you know, he, he you know, congrats Travis on him. Marquise Brown, what a day <laughs> for him. And um, yeah, Mike Williams, I mean, what a hot start to him his year. And just absolutely, just been bad the last you know two or three weeks. Can't remember, but just been pretty bad. So um, yeah, not much to add. But uh, I think I was really high on Elijah Moore at the beginning of the year. Thought you know he was going to have a guy that I was really wanting to stash in our league. I couldn't, <laughs> wasn't able to draft him, but. Then I think he got dropped and because uh, he really wasn't playing well, but had a really nice week. And so maybe it will continue to develop and turn into that guy that I thought he was all along was going to be. So we'll see there. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. With uh, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, I mean, Tim Patrick. Uh, Tim Patrick's probably going to come back 
this week and have like three catches for 41 yards and be like, right. there you go. It's, <laughs> so I don't think he's a guy you can rely on at all, but no. he probably doesn't probably open a lot of times because of the focus on those other guys, but I don't love Tim Patrick either. No, no, uh, no. Last section is tight ends. Neil, give us your thoughts on the tight ends. Yeah. First of all, um, you know, Samuel, uh, the guy's going against this week in my league, uh, he started Jack Doyle and, uh, and I really was really excited. I just had to throw that out there. I was really excited. And I still <laughs> lost. So you know, I'm just I'm just ratting on myself. That's all I'm doing. But uh, Mark Andrews, uh, 11 points. Not nothing great for him uh, this week. Um, you know, I think uh, if you look at some of the, some of the goods, though, I think you're looking at Travis Kelsey. Uh, you know, he got back in the end zone. He put up you know decent amount of points for him. Um, and then uh, Pat, like I said, Pat Fear. Uh, Mer- uh, Oh, Firemouth. Firemouth. Oh man, I'm just so sorry. <laughs> he he played well. You know, he's, he looks like a really promising young tight end in the league. Cole Komet, same game. Like yeah. I said earlier, he played well. I know Travis has him stash. He's been high on him. Um, you know, uh, so so yeah, I think uh, Zach Ertz. What, I mean, what a letdown he he was uh, this week. You know, I know I traded him to my mom, and I'm sorry, mom. Uh, you know, it was tough. I mean, Colt McCoy was that quarterback. <laughs> I, I I do think that. It wasn't necessarily a super pass-first offense, as James Conner did go off, so they were running the ball a lot. Uh, when Kyler's back, you know, it's still going to be tough because there's so many options. But Zach Ertz, I, I think he'll he'll certainly get his catches and, you know, maybe find the end zone here and there. But, you know, big game for Darren Waller. You know, you, know, you expect that from him. George Kittle, welcome back, buddy. Uh, you know, I, I wish I had that guy still on my team. He's just so good. And, oh, man, you know, he had a, a really good day uh, back on the end zone and, put up some good numbers and uh, another guy Dallas Goddard I know Travis and I were both high on him since Zach Ertz left Philly uh, he had a bad week uh, this week um, and, and so that you know that's tough Kyle Pitts no Calvin Ridley right um, you know he's seemed to be no one guy but I, if you're a defense you're doubling him you know you're like, you ain't gonna beat us with Kyle Pitts you're gonna beat us with Zacchaeus which the Falcons did they certainly use <laughs> other people uh, but Kyle Pitts was, was doubled and, and uh, Travis is Mike Kosicki um, you know, I think, uh, he, you know, Brissett and Kasicki, I don't think they're, I don't think Brissett loves Kasicki as much as Tua does. So, uh, but uh, Kasicki is a phenomenal talent. You saw that by his one handed catches. And so I think sure. Kasicki will continue to be a, a nice option, uh, for Miami the rest of the year, uh, especially only if Tua can stay healthy. I mean, I mean, so Tua, yeah. And so that, that's what I got there. So, yeah, uh, not much to add. Farmuth, two touchdowns, Kelsey's. Good game. Kittle, great in his return. Good to see him. We'll go over 100 yards in a touchdown. Darren Waller, nice performance. Cole Komet finally fields through for over 200 yards, and Komet was a factor. And I'm excited to see him develop on my team, hopefully as a young tight end. I mean, I got Mike Gesicki and Hunter Henry over him right now, but I don't mind those three rocking there for tight ends. And uh, three Los Angeles Chargers tight ends finished in the top 11 of tight ends (laughs) this week. Um, and guess what? Jared Cook was the third uh, tight end ranked out of those three, which is kind of wow. funny. He ranked like 11th. Uh, regular PPR scoring, Tyler Higby had 10.10 points and was the 12th best tight end. Zach Ertz had 5.7 and was the 29th ranked tight end, mm. which that's only that's under like a, what, five-point difference from the 12th ranked and the 29th rank. So the disparity in points wasn't huge last week in tight ends. You're going to mm-hmm. continue to start your studs, the guys that you've been rocking with. There were some performances in the top 10 that 
probably not you, – you might not even pick them up this week, really. They just <laughs> kind of popped in there because they caught a touchdown or two and a few catches. But, yeah, not not great tight end performances other than those those top top guys like Kelsey, yeah. Kittle, Waller, and then, of course, Fryermuth and Komet, the, the young guys that are starting to turn on a little – a little bit so yeah for sure I, i'd say schultz too i mean i think like yeah. i said the cowboy receiver was <laughs> was bad and, and i think uh something to look for i know i'm hitting two guys from my team but gronk you know he's gonna come back uh let to see yep. at the monitor to see if gronk is I, I i don't think he's gonna play um this week i think they're gonna give him another week off um but uh even if he does i i don't think you can start him just because you saw last time uh, I think they're going to be very pre- uh, precautious with Gronk uh, right now. And uh, until he, he's 100%, 100% healthy, I think he's certainly going to, you know, they got so much weapons and so much depth there that they're not going to overwork him, you know. So um, I think he's a guy that you have to wait till he gets pretty much fully healthy again until he, I think you can start him again. That's just my opinion. So, yeah. No, if you got better options, you're probably starting him over Gronk. But yeah, maybe you don't, and you're kind of hoping Gronk comes back. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. It's hard to trust a guy when he's kind of injury prone, yeah. and they have so many weapons. So, yeah. uh, any last thoughts that you have, Neil, before we close this down? No, appreciate everyone listening, and um, yeah, I'm excited to get back to a, a new stadium this week, which we'll certainly probably touch on our next podcast on Saturday. But yeah, I'm excited. So uh, yeah, go go Bucks and. Oh, I hate the bye week, you know, you just your team's not playing and like but the Bucks like Travis said, we we won a lot uh because Saints lost and you know Packers lost and Cowboys lost. So uh Cardinals Rams did lost. Win. Uh Rams <laughs> lost, yeah. So yeah. it certainly was a good week for the Bucks. Um so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for listening. Go Dolphins tomorrow night. We're in Miami at the game. Neil's gonna be rooting for the Dolphins right along with me, right, Neil? <laughs> That's right. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, I, I'm wearing, let's just say this I'm wearing my Tom Brady Patriots jersey there. So, uh, yeah. It's going to be work. very well known that I'm not here for the Dolphins. So uh, yeah, it should be fun. But uh, have a good week, everyone. Thanks for jumping on. Go Dolphins. Go Vikings. We'll uh, see you on Saturday. Hope you join us yep. then. See you, everybody.